And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for being so patient with us. This is Game Rivals, your gaming rivals. I am one of your hosts, Maximilian X. Together with me, as always, is Mr. Sean Templar. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good. I'm good. I'm a bit tired, but uh, besides that, I'm really good. Cool. Cool. Um, yeah, I mean... This is like I I've lost count. Like how many weeks has it been since we've been uh, essentially sequestered in our uh, own uh, own homes? I think, I think it's, it's like uh, the second week of March. I think. Yeah, so it's going on almost two months. Yep. Um, so that's that's fun. Um, hey. did, there were some pluses to that. I mean, I finished a game, so. Oh, is that a rare occurrence <laughs> that you finish a game? <laughs> you don't could self-isolate more often. <laughs> don't, don't tell certain people, man. They'll just be like, oh, yeah, I finally finished the game. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I know who did that, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, um, despite that, the reels keep turning and gaming just keeps going forward. And the gaming industry does not stay quiet. Um a lot of things have been happening lately, um, some stuff old, some stuff new. So let's just get right actually into the main thing that we want to talk about right away, um, which is also the reason why this episode was delayed, is, of course, the Xbox Series X gameplay reveal. Yep. You can't see it right now, but I'm doing quotes. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Sean Templer, could you please explain why I'm doing quotes? <laughs> I think it has to do with the fact that it really didn't feel like a gameplay reveal. Nah, not at all. Like, no. not even a little. Well, okay, with the exception of a few games that we're going to talk about, but, like, the overall thing feels like a bait switch, and you could really, like, if you watched that live and you saw the live chat on, like, YouTube, whew, oh, boy, at the end of that one, people were salty. Yeah, it, 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 it was so bad that even the Microsoft uh, Xbox gaming director, uh, no, no marketing director, had to uh, apologize on Twitter. Uh, Aaron Greenberg is his name, I believe. And he said, like, hey, we're aware that uh, you might have had different expectations than uh, what we showed you. Uh, we appreciate your feedback and we're sorry. Um, keep your eyes open for July because then we'll be doing... So basically what happened yesterday was a third party reveal and in July they're going to do a first party reveal and probably also show off Halo Infinite. I think a lot of people were expecting Halo Infinite yesterday. Because they didn't... Well, the thing is that they hyped it so much, but they didn't do the necessary um, setting expectations. The expectations that they said were way too high because there was no... There was no artificial roof on that expectation because all they said was we're going to show gameplay. Yep. What we're going to show, what is going to be our focus, nobody knows. So basically, every, the sky's the limit at that point. Yeah. So if you don't put a capper on that, you're setting the wrong expectation. And, well, that's basically what happened. Yeah, I mean, like, I think I had this same thing at, during the, the PS4 reveal. So, like, the games they showed... Some are brand new IPs and some are sequels to existing IPs. I didn't really have the feeling, maybe besides one or two games, that it was really a next-gen game. Whereas I remember when the PS4 was revealed, for example, Sony showed Infamous. And then with that, I really had like, oh my God, this looks like a next-gen game. Or even something as simple as Watch Dogs looked like a next-gen game. Whereas with this, 
Um, for example, in last week, Ubisoft announced Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which is the newest entry. It's made by the Black Flag and Origins team, which is kind of the best team of Assassin's Creed. And the game basically is around you being a Viking in the Dark Ages. It's set in Norway and in England. Super cool. Uh, it, it looks to shape up like a really cool game. And then they showed a CG trailer last week, and they said, we're going to do the gameplay trailer at the Microsoft event. And then... When I saw it, I, I told you as well, it looked like either it could run off of a PS4 Pro or an Xbox One X, or it felt like it's the PC version, but with an SSD optimization, and then that's it. So it, it didn't really feel like, let me put it this way, I wouldn't necessarily buy a next-gen console for this game. I would say, you know what, let me just play it on my PS4 Pro because that's the cheapest option at this point. I don't have to invest in a next-gen console to get an, a slightly optimized version. It also wasn't gameplay. I mean, it was an engine, but it wasn't gameplay. Yeah, I mean... So, yeah, like, you know... Yeah. Like, like, pretty much, like, with the... I think with the exception of maybe the... The, the Namco Bandai game that they showed, uh, what's it called again? Scarlet, Scarlet Nexus and um, Yakuza. Um, gosh darn it. Like why a is dragon. It? Yeah, like a dragon. Why is it a, why is it a long name? It's, it's Yakuza 7. I'm calling it Yakuza 7 because it's Yakuza 7. Um, those were actually in-game. You could actually tell that it's actual gameplay footage. Yeah, but for um, example, Yakuza as well, it really looked like a One X game or a PS4 Pro game. It didn't have that next gen feel. Yeah, because it is because it was made for the PlayStation Four. Yeah, I mean, like if you're gonna show show us a version that's running on Series X, you know, make sure that the bells and whistles are there. And like, I I understand that it's going to take at least like a year before we actually see games because we're in this transitioning phase in which developers have to make uh, their game for five or six platforms. And of course, they're not going to take the time to make the Xbox uh, Series X version the prettiest version out there. I mean, I get that. And we had that with the PS4 as well. But like maybe it's because that because they haven't shown first-party games yet that we're in this position that we're like, oh, is this supposed to be next-gen? This isn't really impressing me at all. And and I'm really happy that Sony hasn't shown anything yet. I mean, probably when Sony starts to show stuff, they will start showing off their first-party games, and those will always look next-gen because basically that's only made for PS5 instead of for PS4, so they don't have to keep that into account. Uh, but yeah, like... Yeah, they showed a couple of cool games. I mean, I'll give them that. But um, it was... Yeah, like... I mean, um, for example, uh, Call, what is it? Call of the Sea? Call to the Sea? Call of the Sea, for example. Call yeah. of the Sea, yeah. Yeah, yeah that one is really pretty. Like, yeah. like, I see like a lot of people are um, comparing it at least visually and game gameplay-wise to Myst. Um, people actually thought that it was missed before they saw the title. So yeah, that's actually like a good reaction to a game like that. Um, and then we have, of course, the first game that they showed bright memory, infinite. Yeah. Oh, good grief. These names. Okay. I, really um, nice. I mean, it looks really cool, especially considering that one man made it from China, um, from China. which is something um, rare because they don't have a lot of, at least as far as no, no, they have developers, they just don't develop a lot of stuff for here. 
Like most of the stuff that they develop is, you know, the free to play stuff that they play on mobile or on PC. Yeah, uh, the funny thing is, is I see that uh, the game is already on Steam. It's not out yet, but you can buy the first episode for eight euros and twenty cents on the PC as well. I think it's also coming. And the funny thing is, is that a lot of the games they showed yesterday are also coming to PS Five. So it's mm-hmm. not like it's all exclusive on Microsoft's uh, platform because the yeah. Bright Memory Infinite is also coming to PS Five, for example. Yeah, and then they showed Scorn. Which is this really strange? Oh, I cannot watch that. Like, just I just need to do like a little thing. I cannot watch that trailer. <laughs> it like the first time I saw it, I was so uh Just thinking about it just gives me goosebumps. It uh, it uh. reminded me a lot about uh, the movie Prometheus. I don't know if you've seen that movie. It's part of the Alien franchise. Uh, the Alien franchise. Yeah, uh, I haven't so, seen it yet. Yeah, yeah so it really reminded me uh, of Prometheus. I almost thought it was Prometheus or a, a game set in the Alien universe. But it's it was such a strange trailer. I don't get why they showed this stuff because it. Was, uh, I don't. Oh. I don't like body horror. It's gross. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they showed another game called Second Extinction. Kind of felt like. Uh, I thought it was Turok first. Yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> I, thought, I thought the same thing. It, it looked okay. It's a co-op. It's a, it's a squad-based shooter. Yeah, yeah. It's made. It's published by Avalanche, which is uh, the guys behind Just Cause. Mm-hmm. And there was a, a space shooter game called uh, Chorus. Chorus. Yeah, it a yeah. That the spelling game. was weird in the trailer. It was like Chorvius, yeah, because the the U was like looks like a V, but it's Chorus. Um, also, multi platform game looks really nice. Yeah, looks really pretty. Um, the 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 target render that they showed for the gameplay looks actually really cool. Um, we don't have a lot of space shooters these days, so no. something like that is like a breath of fresh air, except for like the main character has like what I like to call Matt Mickelson issues. <laughs> in, like she's got stuff around her eyes, like Matt Mickelson does, like in his projects. Like seriously, even in a video game, Matt Mickelson has stuff around his eyes. Why? Yeah, in uh, <laughs> in the has it as well. Yeah, exactly. Ah, oh, that's so weird. That's like a weird trait for an actor to have. I don't know if they do it on purpose, but it's really, it's like, it, it's way too coincidental to not be a thing. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it looks, that looks interesting. Um, they also saw, showed um, Dirt 5, which, you know, racing game. The cool good. thing about Dirt 5 is that developer confirmed that Dirt 5 will run uh, uh, in 4K at either 60 FPS or 120 FPS. Which is honestly not surprising because it's a racing game. That's not a hard target to hit. At least not the 60 frames. Uh, yeah. I don't think the, the 60 frames should be a hard target from them, for them to hit. I think the 120 might be a challenge because, well, are there, like, are there PC games like running 4K 120? Not at the that, moment, not that I'm aware yeah. of. So I think that's where the challenge is going to lie for them. If they if they hit that, great. Um, I'll be curious to see it. I've never seen anything run faster than sixty frames, so <laughs> I don't even know what that's supposed to look like. Uh, I've um, I've seen one twenty because I've played games on my. Uh, I had a one twenty hertz monitor uh, a couple of years ago. It's getting used to in the beginning because. Um, like if you go from 30 FPS to 60 FPS, you can kind of see that it's smooth. But when you go from 60 FPS to 120 FPS, it's like super smooth. So 
the, every motion looks too too smooth because you're like, whoa, I'm not used to this. And it, it almost feels that every that the time itself is passing faster because it's all just smoother. You know, it's, it's really strange, but uh, yeah. Uh, well, I'm curious to see that. I mean, I don't have a TV that could support that, so that doesn't really matter. But I'm curious to see it, anyways. Yeah. Um, we have the obligatory Madden shout out. I'm not even gonna touch upon that. Because you know what's I'm funny about a Madden guy? It's so it's pretty confusing, and a lot of people are complaining about it. So. Oh yes, no. No, yes, you're right. I think I know what you're going to talk about, and we should talk about that one. Yeah. So, yeah, just so sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. The way um, Madden is going to is, I don't think they're specifically going to offer smart delivery. They're no, they're not. Offer like, an upgrade not. plan, but the way it works is, is you have to register your uh, copy before a certain date, and then you you're eligible to upgrade to the Xbox Series X version. But if you do it outside of the period, bad luck. Yeah, so I think the date, I, I haven't double-checked the date, but I think it was... December 31st. Uh, was it December 31st? I thought it was September 31st. So you need to buy it before December 31st, I believe. And then you can redeem the code. And then it's until March of next year, I believe, that you can download the game. Oh, great. So March 31st of 2021, then. Yeah, but you need to buy the game before. Yeah, you need to. 21st. But here's but here's the kicker. Once you upgrade, you lose access to the previous version. So if you're if you buy the Xbox One version, and you upgrade through this method yeah. to the Series X version, you cannot use that game anymore on Xbox One. Really, I I, I didn't know. Yeah, that's the that's the caveat. That's why it's not smart delivery. But why would why would you do that? Uh, well, like, let me put it this way: Why would you upgrade to a better version and then play the older, shittier version? I mean, it doesn't make sense, right? True, under normal circumstances. But considering that smart delivery specifically does allow you to do that, it's like literally the antithesis of what smart delivery is. Yeah, but like, why would you want to do it? Well, actually, the the better question is. Why are you not letting me do it at all? Because I already paid for the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but like, but, but the thing, you know what? You know what the thing is? Because if you do it this way, you probably have to download the the the, the Xbox uh, Series X version. Yes. Which means that that disc for the for the Xbox One com- becomes completely useless. I know maybe I don't know how we don't know how it's going to work. It could be something like the disc needs to be in the PlayStation or in the Xbox at all times because they want to verify that you have the game so you can uh, I don't know something like that. But anyways, like this really feels like it's a money grabbing scheme, dude. No, I wouldn't. Let me put it this way. It and I mean, I'm, I'm people are going to hate me for saying this, but that's just a reality that we live in. Unfortunately, we live in a world with some pretty dumb people. <laughs> and, you know, I, I can imagine that those dumb people will upgrade to a newer version. And then because freedom of choice is there, they'll like say like, yeah, but I still want to be able to play the old version. They'll never play the old version. But the fact that they cannot play the old version, it's like taking away one of their civil rights or their liberties or whatnot, because I want to be able to play the old version. I'm never going to play the old version. But I want the option to have it there. And like those people, I believe it's a famous quote from Batman. Some people just want to see the world burn. 
those people will cause all sorts of issues and those people kind of ruin it for the rest of us. Uh, true, true. Um, but yeah, that's, that is such a typical EA move, to be honest, though. I, I wouldn't expect anything else from them than trying to go against the grain. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, well. The, well uh, there was another game they showed, The Ascent, kind of like a Cyberpunk Diablo. It looked pretty cool. Yeah, the top-down shooting game, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like a, like a twin-six shooter. Yeah. It looks interesting. It looks pretty. Yeah. Like it's gringy and dingy and... Um, I like the full color. of metal. Yeah, I like uh, the the effects and the particle effects and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm yeah. curious to see where they, like I'm curious to see how far they take like the upgrade for that one because I think, um, I think that one was also a uh, good grief. I think that was also a uh, smart delivery game. Um, yeah, smart delivery enabled. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, so I'm curious to see how that one goes. Um, about other weird stuff, the medium. Yeah, I, it's not my kind of game. Yeah, me neither. I mean, I know the developers. Um, uh, I know of the developers. No, not I know the developers. I wish I knew developers. Um, <laughs> um, they um, they they made this other game. Like the previous game is also a uh, survival. Uh, I don't. I don't think it's survival horror. It's a horror game um, called uh, Layers of... Ah, good grief. Layers of... Why are these titles so long? Um, layers of something or other. Like, they... like. Um, ah, good grief. I forgot the name of the game. Uh, but basically, it's this horror game, and they put it out on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. And on PC, and there's a version on Switch as well, and a version on Android for some reason. I don't know, but like I looked at that game, and I was like, "No, you creep me out." Like, I know for a fact that if I played that game, I would wet the bed again because it was just like this weird, creepy imagery that I just that like like Scorn, but Scorn is like way worse. Um. It just creeps me out. I'm sure there are people that are that like that stuff. The medium seems at least not as creepy. It gives me Silent Hill vibes. I mean, they even got the composer for the Silent Hill series to do their to, to do the music for them. So, yeah, like the whole trailer kind of really felt like a Silent Hill kind of kind of deal. Um, it, it looks interesting enough. It's also kind of creepy, but I I think I'm too big of a too big of a chicken to actually play a game but you know for those who are interested in like stuff like that um yeah yeah it looks interesting at, at least um and then we had this really weird trailer for vampire the masquerade bloodlines 2 yeah it was a bit uh i don't know yeah that that one that one what's the word i'm looking for that one debated me because when I like the initial image that I saw was of the family hanging with those big creepy smiles that are, you know, set by those hooks. And the first thing that I saw when I saw those smiles was, oh, this must be the new um, Arkham Asylum game because that has to be like some kind of weird Joker Venom thing going on. And then I took a closer look and I'm like, okay, that's not Joker. 
okay, so it's not the new Rocksteady games. What is this? And then until the end, I was like, oh, okay, um, cool. Like, I know that a lot of people, like, a lot of people are into Vampire the Masquerade, like the, the first Bloodlines game. Um, like, really hardcore RPG fans are, like, really into that stuff. So I guess yay for them. Um, that game didn't look particularly next-gen to me. Um, but at least you could tell that it was in-engine, not like a target render. Um, but yeah, uh, if that's your if you, if that's your cheese, man, that more for you. And yeah. <laughs> you okay there, G? Yeah, yeah, I'm just uh, you know, just yeah. Ah, it's just disappointing, but you know it happens. Yeah, true. And the final game they showed, I think, was Yakuza. I mean... Um, the... No, the final game that they showed was Assassin's Creed, but we already talked about that. Yeah, well, like, I mean, the final game on our list was a Yakuza. Like a Yakuza, yeah. But yeah. yeah. I mean... Um, I... I'm still looking forward to it. Also, the, the trailer was not good. It was just like a... Japanese again. It's strange. No, 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 no. Like, when you saw the trailer, what kind of game do you think it is? Uh... Like, the genre. I thought it was a Yakuza game. And what kind of game is a Yakuza game? I would say a semi-open world brawler. That's true. Except for this one. This one is an RPG. But could you tell it was an RPG? No. Yeah, because it's not an action one. It's a turn-based RPG. That could be nice for a change, I think. Oh, I like I've heard people talking about that's actually a lot of fun and it's like really over the top even more so than like previous yakuza games but you wouldn't tell that it was an rpg from this trailer because the way it's cut it's not cut well yeah it's kind of disappointing because i think because i think if people knew of like outside of people that follow like the yakuza games like knew that this was an rpg i think they would be more interested in seeing where it's going because it's so over the top. I mean, the guy uses his cell phone to summon a satellite to just fry his enemies, man. Dude, that's like, that's like, that's Japanese. That is so Japanese, but that's so Japanese in a fun way. I don't know. (laughs) Oh yeah. Like you wouldn't be, you like, you wouldn't like that option. Like just to be like, Oh, this person is annoying me. Boop. Press a press a button on your smartphone, and like they just get fried by this satellite targeting. <laughs> targeting. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I, I I I'd have to experience it to deal to judge it. I mean, I played the first Yakuza Kiwami, and I really liked it. And uh, I haven't bought the second one yet, but I do want to play the second one. And then I want to play three and four because I, I, I like Jakuza Kiwami. I mean, I want to know how the story continues. And because of the mm-hmm. remasters coming out uh, a couple of months ago, I mean, like, hey, I just want to try. It's just that this just looks a bit too much for me. Well, no, don't knock it until you try it, man. Yeah. Besides uh, the Xbox event, yeah, I mean, Microsoft has started to step up and... Um, and that's kind of a bit of a disappointing part for me is that until Microsoft did their reveal of how the Xbox One X looks, so like a couple of weeks ago when they invited uh, Digital Foundry and stuff like that and they showed off a couple of the features, until that moment, it felt like everybody was talking about the PS5. So Sony basically got this huge load of free press without actually having to do something for it. 
And then as a response, they did that GDC thing, which uh, maybe they should have tempered expectations, was basically like a technical rundown of what the box is going to be like. And then in a surprise move, they showed the controller. And since then, it's been pretty silent. So like it's been, I think, like almost a month since we saw the DualSense controller. No, it's been two weeks, man. Is it two weeks though? I don't know. It felt longer. I know. Like, what is time, man? It's a flat circle. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it's been quiet, and uh, a lot of and, and some things have happened in Sony Land. Um, I mean, The Last of Us Two apparently leaked out, and the mm-hmm. ending, and a lot of big spoilers leaked out. Um, and the way it was done is, I believe that an old Naughty Dog game had an exploit, and through that exploit, they could get into the Naughty Dog servers, and from there they could like all like uh, apparently all games have this exploit in. Them. Okay. Oh, I thought it was one specific game, and then that way they they got uh, the stuff for The Last of Us, and I th- and in one sense, I would say it is a good thing because I think it forced Sony's hand to come up with a release date because like a couple of days after the leak, Sony came up with a, with a post by Herman Hulst on the PlayStation blog and said, we have a new release date for last of us, which is going to be uh, June 16th. And we have a new release date for the, uh, the ghost of Tsushima, which is going to be in July. Uh, so basically both games got pushed by two weeks, something like that. And I, and I, it feels like this leak forced Sony's hand and I'm actually kind of happy it forced Sony's hand because uh, Neil Druckmann the other day on uh, Instagram posted a video saying, hey, the game has gone gold. We've been actually been able to use the last two weeks uh, of postponement to iron out the last bugs. So we've gone gold and we're making sure that we press a lot of discs so everybody can try to get the game. So I don't know if Sony would have announced a release date if the leak hadn't happened. So in one regard, I'm happy that it did because I think I think they would have though. I I think the I think the leak happening and um, the date being announced are two separate things because the leak could have happened at any moment. Because again, this was basically because there's a weird exploit in certain in certain old. Uh, games from Naughty Dog, which is a really weird thing to do, by the way. So I hope they patch that out. Probably. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm like I'm ha- I'm happy that at least we got a release date. I mean, Sony dropped a new story trailer the other day. Uh, I watched it. Um, I'm keeping my expectations tempered. But to be honest, I mean, I think this is gonna be kind of like the same with the Last of Us One, and it's probably gonna get tens across the board um, because of all the time and the care they've put into this game. I mean, Neil Druckmann said that he finished the game the other day and he cried at the ending. Um, it could be because the guy's biased, but it could also be because it's just a good game. It could also be because they've been working on this game for five years and he's finally seen the end of the tunnel. I mean, I would be crying too if I, like, I finally finished the game that we've been working on for so long. That's what I mean with he's biased, but hey, yeah. okay. Um, uh, uh, well, biased. Well, not necessarily. I'm not talking about the fact that he's biased. More that it's like a relief for him that the game is as good as they feel that it that they were aiming for. Yeah, like it's it's like an emotional response. Yeah, yeah. So so hopefully soon uh, we'll get The Last of Us. I'm not gonna buy it physically. I'm just gonna buy it digitally. That way, I can play it at uh, midnight when uh, the game comes out, so I don't have to wait for my delivery guy to bring me the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably—I uh, I don't know if I'll take a few days off or not, but 
you know, uh, I just want to play the game. So yeah, well, yeah. Well, just be glad that it's not on the PlayStation Five because if this article is true, um, Sony issued a patent or had a patent uh, filed um, for the PlayStation Five to block spoilers. Because, you know, spoilers. Like, I, I wouldn't mind. I mean, come on. Which, which is really weird because why would you even do that considering that there are especially Japanese developers who just outright block footage being shown on whatever social media or even sharing like footage through SharePlay. Like, for example, when I got... Um, when I got Final Fantasy VII Remake, I tried to share play with a friend of mine so that he can watch me play it because I got it before he did. And I like he could hear everything, but he could not see a dang thing because the game or because the, the share play system literally blocked him from seeing it. It's not always bad. I mean, if I like, I think this feature is aimed at people that stream games. But uh, Sony kind of wants to make sure that people don't see it or something like that, or maybe I don't know. I mean, like I don't know. I mean, I mean, the patent says that it's the patent says that it's focused on like story stuff. Yeah. So, so basically, like it's protecting someone else's experience or something like that, you know? Yeah, but spoilers were spoilers are gonna happen anyway, and the proof is in the fact that the Last of Us Two got leaked. Like, how are you gonna block that with your PlayStation Five? You know? So, like, anybody could, like, attempt to hack a server to get to, like, data. Yeah, but I think that at the time... So now, for example, The Last of Us isn't out yet. But by that time, The Last of Us is out. So then you don't have the leak part anymore because you can just buy the game. Yeah. It's it's just... I I wanted to bring it up because it's, like, a really, really... Maybe we have to see it as well as, like... I know that a lot of companies, and, for example, in tech as well, a lot of companies... Patent the shit out of everything, but ninety percent mm-hmm. is never used. But they still patent it because they're like, hey, you know, it might be that one day we can get royalties on this stuff, or it might be a feature that we can maybe one day develop. So it's not necessarily meaning that it's gonna happen. It's more like that it's good to have the technology just in case, in case they find a use for it. Yeah, true. I mean, no, uh, we'll, I mean, we'll see if that's something that is truly being implemented in the PlayStation Five when it when it's announced and when it comes out. But it's a weird pattern, nonetheless. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if, a few more things that I wanted I wanted to to to, uh, to touch upon before we move on to the next segment. Um. So Sony was not, or not enough, was not the only ones that got hacked. Nintendo apparently had one of their servers hacked, which had like a bunch of stuff, old stuff, mind you. So not like new stuff, but like everything from basically, I think, I think everything from the Wii, from even like the Wii U era, all the way back to the N64, like source codes, promotional material, um confidential uh confidential like internal material like marketing strategy stuff like that all of that is just out there now so if you want like for example the source code to i don't know mario 
Mario Sunshine or the source code to all the freaking Pokemon games. It's like if you look for it, it's out there just waiting to be picked up because some dude found the server that the the the, the hosting company where Nintendo is hosting all this stuff, all this old stuff, and hacked it. And like wow, I think this is like the weirdest breach of, like outside the fact that The Last of Us Two got got leaked, this is by far like the weirdest hack in history. Uh, at least it's not like new stuff, so they're not spoiling any any anything. But the fact that people can now just, you know, tamper in like source code of old games from Nintendo of all places is just like yikes. And you bet bet your dollars to donuts that. You're gonna see the Nintendo Ninja swooping down on all that stuff to shut it down as soon as possible, but it is out there now, so I don't know how much like they can like recover. So uh, you shared a few things with me, and I thought like, is this worth calling it a leak? I mean, it's so it's such old stuff. Besides, that- I mean, it is, I mean, it is a, it, it is a leak because not uh, just because it's old stuff doesn't mean that it's not irrelevant because it shows basically how they operate in terms of um like or at least it, it if you're looking at the, the the marketing stuff it shows their evolution of how they used to market stuff how they're marketing stuff now um or at least more recently um and especially the emulation scene is going to blow up because of this because the source code for the systems themselves also got leaked so the source code for um, the GameCube, the source code for the Wii, for the Weave, the source code for the uh, for the N sixty four, like if uh, emu- if the emulation community gets their hands on this, they're gonna have a field day because basically this will allow them to like do perfect emulation on PC um, if they're able to implement it in any way. Talking about emulation, I saw it's pretty hard. I don't know if it's easy to get up and running, but I saw. Uh, Zelda. Um, uh, what what was the last one called again? Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I saw uh, that running in emulation with uh, RTX uh, in a in a video the other day, and it looked really. really... The Dolphin emulator supports RTX. I don't know if it was that or not, but it was. It really, really looked nice. It was like they showed a comparison without RTX and with, and I was. It felt like a whole new layer on top of the game. It was really, really nice. Yeah, I mean they've they've been doing like upscaling stuff for years now, um, especially with uh, Wii U titles. I don't know if like Switch is a bit more difficult to emulate, um, but you know since Breath of the Wild was also a Wii U title, they tend to use that um, to uh, emulate. And like I've seen, I've seen sixty frames per second um, full HD Breath of the Wild footage like uh, a couple of years ago. That's like freaking gorgeous. Like the game, like Breath of the Wild is already a gorgeous game, but like in 1080p, 60 frames per second, like wow, I'd all like I it it would almost be worth it just to buy the Wii the just to buy the Wii U version so that I can put it in my PC and run the emulator so it runs pretty. Almost, it's just you need to have like a really decent rig to run that. <laughs> okay. Hence why the source code for the systems will probably be really worth a lot to the emulation scene. Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, they, yeah. they could basically do it. I know that uh, 
I think this with PS3 games now that the emulation uh, scene is pretty big and a lot of games are being brought to the PC with emulation and then with higher res graphics or with more FPS and stuff like that. I think I even saw Bloodborne running at 60 FPS, but because the game is hard-coded at 30 FPS, it looked like the game speed has been increased by two times or three times, so it kind of looks like you're fast-forwarding through the game because the game can't handle it. It looks but strange. The- but aren't the physics also like frame rate based in those games? Like the, I know the From Software games are physics based, like uh, has physics based combat. So basically, if you double the, the the frame rate, it also means that um, attacks actually do twice as much damage if you um, uh, when you attack or get attacked. Yeah, I, I don't know all the details, but I saw a video last week, and I thought like, wow, okay, this looks really, really strange. Uh, and the last thing that i want to touch upon is that um it's the end of another fiscal year for uh, a lot of uh game studios um i'm pretty sure we're gonna hear more about like square enix and stuff but for now um nintendo just released their financials and uh nintendo switch is uh sitting at a cool 55 million since launch so that's actually pretty good um but the real showstopper was Animal Crossing New Leaf selling 13 million units in a matter of two weeks, which is ridiculous. Yes, and I'm going to say what I said to you offline is also contributed by the fact that people were locked up inside and they had no, nothing better to do. True, true. This is true. A lot of people are playing Animal Crossing, and if you are on Twitter, it like... Uh, every third post is a gosh darn Animal Crossing post. It's fine because you see a lot of cool stuff, but then it makes you feel inferior over your own island, which like happened to me a lot. Um, because like some people, like people that I didn't even expect them to play Animal Crossing, um, are playing Animal Crossing. They're like, "Yo, I knew you're playing Animal Crossing. Good grief. Okay, yeah, I uh, I'm gonna have to." <laughs> Yep. Oh, that's anyway. Go on with the story. Um. Yeah. I mean, the well, the the story is that um a lot of people that I didn't expect the 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 people that you see as like bro gamers are playing Animal Crossing and loving it. What is a bro gamer? Basically, anybody that prioritizes like playing a Call of Duty game. I know it's very. I know that's very stereotypical, and I'm. I, I'm sorry, but that's the only way that I can. That that's the only way that I can describe it that makes any semblance of sense. Okay, man. I'm not gonna go into this. I'm playing Call of Duty. I don't mind being not a bro gamer. I'm sorry. I don't mean you, but that, I mean you play other games as well. I mean people that specifically play like FPSs and stuff. Okay, is that a, is that your computer I'm hearing lift off, or is that something else I'm hearing? Oh, odds are it's my computer that you're hearing lift off because it's an old bitty. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyways, do we have anything left in this new segment? Um, no, other than the fact that yeah, a lot of people are playing Animal Crossing apparently, but we already knew that. Um, it's annoying oh, the shit out of me. Oh, because... oh the, the only one little thing is that. Um, Nintendo was planning to host a Direct in June that got cancelled so now we have no idea what's going to come after May oh no well I can tell you what's coming after May 
The Last of Us. <laughs> That's the only thing they should be that should, people should care about. Sure, dude. Sure. All right. Well, I guess that's it for the news for now. Uh, stick around and we'll come back with the second segment, which is what we've been playing. All righty. Welcome back to our second segment, everybody. What we've been playing. You want to kick us off, Maximilian? Yeah, because I can keep it brief. Oh, that's um, a first. <laughs> Dang you! <shot. laughs> um, yeah, so you know, quarantine mode, just like everybody else, been playing Animal Crossing. Um, as of this recording, though, finally got five star rating on my island. Um, Yay! To to keep it like really brief, the island has a rating system after I think the first week of playing. Um, if you've been playing every single day. Um, by the way, I'm like on day 52 now. <laughs> okay. And um, yeah, um, basically after about a week of playing, um, or depending on how quick you are, you unlock uh, you unlock your town hall, as it were, uh, what they call the resident services. Um, and you can then get ratings for your island. So basically, depending on how many animals there are on your island, how many trees and stuff like that, and how many decorations you've put on the island, how you've kitted out your island, that determines the rating of your island. And my island has been stuck in the four-star limbo for what feels like forever now. I think it's been a good month since I reached four stars and only today after watching a tutorial on what needs to be done to get to five stars, I was able to hit five stars like immediately after that, because apparently the game is able to recognize each individual unique furniture that you put on the Island. And each one has a different point value towards your star system, towards your, towards your star rating and when I found out about that, I was like, oh, wow, that is like way more, that is unexpectedly way more easier to achieve than I thought it would be. So <laughs> immediately I, w I put like a bunch of unique articles around my island and I went back to, um, to the town hall and they were like, yeah, congratulations, you got five stars. Here's a DIY kit for a golden watering can. Yay. I guess. Which is really cool because, well, kind of because the the basically the golden uh tools are the ultimate standard because they're like the best items in the game except for the fact that this game thinks that it's breath of the wild and stuff breaks even the gold stuff i mean it takes longer for it to break but it still breaks and that's kind of disappointing um but hey, at least i got two golden tools now two of the i think seven six Something like that. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's mostly what I've been playing. I've also been practicing for the Brawlhalla tournament that Negative mentioned like a, a couple of episodes ago that he was organizing. The tournament is, as of this recording, this Saturday. Um, exciting. Try, which is very exciting. <laughs> <laughs> um, with, because I've been practicing with my partner for like the past couple of weeks and I've 
gotten better. We've both gotten better. And the smack talk has not diminished on the chats. So, you know, we uh, we might have to teach some people some manners. Um, wow. <laughs> so that's basically what I've been playing for the, for the past couple of weeks. So it's mostly just been Animal Crossing trying to get my star rating up. It's up now, so now I don't have to really go in every day um i still might i also paid off my my uh my loans in animal crossing so i don't have to worry about that either so my house is now fully kitted it looks really nice i've decorated it from top to bottom like it's a really nice island i might do like an island tour if i can get my capture system to work um but yeah it's like really that animal crossing has been like a real point of just keeping your sanity for me oh wow because well i mean if it wasn't that you'd have to do other stuff and well animal crossing just has that nice little mellow feeling to it so i don't want to get into it because i think that the way the characters talk and the happiness is just so freaking annoying but you know i'm just not going to get into it that's fine that's fine yes but what have you been playing sean templar um so i've i haven't had a lot of time so uh i try to get in a few matches of warzone every night or every once other day um the other day i was playing with a group of friends and like by chance i think we got a warzone victory again it just felt so effortless uh <laughs> that we, when we got it we, we were all kind of surprised that we got it because when the game said warzone victory we were like huh Oh, yay! You know? <laughs> we I, I think we didn't expect it. And then, like, every consecutive match after that, we became second, just, like, so close. Mm-hmm. Um, Warzone has been going through some changes now because there's some... Uh, like, what, what you see a lot is that a lot of people are trying different kinds of builds for the game from a weapon point of view. And so somebody discovered this build that when you use a specific revolver with specific type of ammunition it becomes this super accurate long-range shotgun so a lot of people were playing with the dual wielding revolvers but as of today that got uh, fixed luckily so we'll be seeing that less and less um so yeah i've been bouncing between warzone and modern warfare multiplayer um besides that i i got game pass again and i started playing gears tactics which uh to my surprise, it's a pretty fun game. Um, I've played XCOM in the past, for example, and the game isn't as deep as XCOM, but, um, you know, it, it's fun. It's basically set in the Gears of War universe. Um, I think it's kind of like a prequel. Uh, and then you just, you know, you have your, your squad and you can upgrade their skills and you can upgrade their weapons and armor. There's a little bit of depth there. And um, it works with uh, with an action point system. So every turn, your character has X amount of action points. And you can either shoot or walk or you have to reload as well. Otherwise, you can't attack. Um, so, you know, it, it looks really nice. Um, I run, I'm so running it. it's the XCOM style, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I'm running it at max settings in 4K. It looks really, really nice. Um, the executions in particular are nice. So like when you shoot an enemy... Um, you can get to the point that he doesn't die, but he kind of is almost dead. And then you can execute him. And then it's either with his chainsaw from your Lancer, or if you have a bayonet, you stick it in him and then you chop off his head. Or, you know, you, when you're a heavy, you have like this minigun, you just kick him over and then you drop your minigun on him and he dies. So there are like all sorts of executions in it. 
Um, it's also pretty gory, as in Gears of War, as you're used to. So it's mm-hmm. you know I like it. I played a couple of uh, missions today. Uh, I liked it, and then I've been trying to play something on my PlayStation, but you know I'm I'm just constantly like mm, I don't know what to play. And then I started, I downloaded The Last of Us, and I wanted to play The Last of Us before two came out, and I thought. Yeah, but still like a month. Uh, it's like five weeks out before the game comes out. Uh, let me just play it a little bit earlier before the game comes out so it's still fresh. So in a strange move, I downloaded the whole Uncharted collection, 1 till 4, and I started playing Uncharted 1 again. And uh, I, I'm at 75% now, so I think I'll finish it today. Um, it's really funny to see how Uncharted Drake's Fortune, the first one, is after all these years. Um, and the last time I played Uncharted was uh, when 4 came out. So before that, I played Uncharted 1. So it's funny to see how some of the animations are or how the characters move or shoot. Because I remember when I first played Uncharted on the PS3, I was amazed. I was mind blown. I was like, oh my God. And it still holds up to this day. I mean, like the water effects are still one of the best in a game I've ever seen. I mean, it's amazing. But like when you look at how Drake runs through things or when he does certain things or how enemies die, you're like, yeah, this is a PS3 game. This is like really (laughs) early PS3 game. So I'm really looking forward to starting Uncharted 2 because I remember at the time, when Uncharted 2 came out, it was it was amazing because it was the, the best things of Uncharted 1 cranked up till 15 or 20. Like, really, really good, you know. Drake was funnier. The game was beautiful. The mechanics were better. Uh, there was a whole stealth mechanic in there. You could roll and grab ammunition at the same time. It's like a really crucial feature. Um, so I'm really looking forward to just finishing all the Uncharted games and then playing 4. Nice. And that's basically it. No Total War Three Kingdoms. I've been on a on a hiatus because of my file corruption issue. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. RIP for save file, man. Yeah. Uh, Maybe a new update has come out in the meanwhile. I don't know. It's just that uh, you know, sitting in a chair the whole day causes my ass to hurt. So you know, if I can save some time by not sitting in a chair. I'd rather sit on the couch and play something else. Yeah, true, fair. Yeah, I do hope because this year they had planned a new Total War game to come out, Total War Troy. So I still hope that one comes out because that's like the the perfect setting, the Trojan War for a Total War game. Yep. Wait, when was that supposed to come out? They haven't announced a release date, but they said it's going to come out this year. So basically how Creative Assembly works is that they have... I'll call it a mainline game. So they have, for example, Total War Three Kingdoms, which is a mainline game. And before that, they had Total War Warhammer 2. And then in between, they try to do smaller Total War games that focus on a specific era. So they had, for example, Total War Britannia, which focused on the Viking Wars in in, uh, in the Great Britain. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Total War uh, Troy is supposed to be one of those middle games, not mainline games. Um because Total War Three Kingdoms came out last year, um, but they haven't shared a lot of details around it. Just that uh, they showed uh, briefly how the map's going to be, and they said like mythology might play a part, and that the hero mechanics from Total War Three Kingdoms carries over, which is a pretty cool mechanic. Um, so I really do hope they bring that game out this year. Cool, cool. And that's basically it. 
Yeah. Well, I guess I guess that brings us to the end. <laughs> That's a really short game rivals episode, uh, people. It's a really really short game rivals. But again, like we've talked about most of the the news. Uh, we actually wait. But honestly, I think we were. I feel like we were supposed to be talking more about Xbox, but it ended up not being the case because, well, we already like if you haven't missed it, like go back to the beginning and you know why. But um, yeah, um, is it worth mentioning that there was a Stadia Connect and that they brought PUBG to uh, Stadia? Didn't we talk about that last time? No, because the Stadia Connect oh. was last week. Oh right, yeah. Wow. Oh, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Stadia Connect. Um, that was that was a thing. Um, pretty underwhelming. Pub- yeah, it was pretty underwhelming. Yeah. Um, pub. I haven't even tried it yet. Like PUBG. <laughs> on Stadia. I played. I, uh, I haven't tried it on Stadia, but I've played PUBG through Steam on my PC. And the funny thing about uh, PUBG is that uh, for uh, for a battle royale game, it's it's a bit more tense compared to uh, other battle royale games. So there are a lot of moments in which for example, you're, it's super quiet, you're in a house trying to loot stuff and quickly grab stuff, and then out of the blue, somebody's in the house shooting at you, and you have a jump scare because you were not expecting somebody to be in that house. Um, yeah. So I've had a lot more moments in which I had jump scares with PUBG compared to uh, Warzone, for example, or Fortnite. Um, yeah, I mean, the only other thing that we did not cover outside of that is that the new monthly games on PSN, um, I'll Farming Simulator, for Farming Simulator 19, whoop, whoop. <laughs> I've never played it, but I'm actually thinking about playing it. I mean, it's not that big. So yeah, I'm, I'm also, I was also thinking of like checking it out at least for the next episode because that, <laughs> that would be something like totally different. It's like five and a half gigs. Yeah. Um, and uh, city, uh, city skylines. Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw that one. I both added them to my library, but I haven't downloaded them yet. Yeah, I have city skylines on my PC, and it is um, uh, GeForce Now compatible. And okay. I tried it. It's yeah. I mean, wow. Um, I haven't paid. I've, I haven't played a competent uh, Sim City game in like a really long time, so it was kind of overwhelming. But yeah. Played well, like no hiccups, of course, because like GeForce Now is like actually surprisingly good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I can also not play it on my PlayStation 4. <laughs> yeah, I still believe those games should be placed with mouse and keyboard, but uh... yeah, 100%. Like, like City Skylines on consoles, it's a novel thing, like it's on Switch as well. But I was like, yeah, I don't want to play this on a console, like, it's nice. I don't think they're I don't think that specific version uses the touchscreen, like if you're playing in handheld mode, which honestly would help a lot in that version, but I don't know. I haven't checked it out yet. But yeah, I don't know. Like it's weird playing a sim like a, a sim like a city builder game with control. It's kinda weird. Yeah. Well, anyways, um this has been the game arrivals. Um, thank you all for listening. As always, you can find us anywhere on the internet, um, our home on Anchor. Uh, you can also find us on any podcasting uh, feed. We're on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, or wherever you download your podcasts. 
you'll probably be able to find us. You can also send us feedback through our email, which is gamerivalsfeedback at gmail.com. Um, you can also send us feedback through our Twitter, which is at game underscore rivals. Um, you can underscore. also message underscore. I did say the underscore. Didn't you I? said game underscore rivals. Oh, dang it. Game underscore rivals underscore. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, you can also you can also give me feedback uh, on Twitter, which is <laughs> at Maximilian. You can also follow us on Instagram, which is at Game Rivals, well, all one word. Um, you can also leave us a message, a voice message. You don't need to make an Anchor account for it. The link is in the episode's description, as always. And as always, you can also find our video content on our YouTube channel. Link also in the description of this episode. Sean Templar, do you have anything else to add? Uh, no. To be honest, it was a really short episode and I'm kind of processing that. <laughs> I'm not used to this. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening, even though it's a short episode. Yeah, um, hopefully we'll be able to uh, give you more content in the next episode. Um, hopefully that also means that things will that we'll get at least more announcements from the game industry, because that's basically what we're waiting on now, right now. And with no E3 in sight, it means that everybody's doing their own thing. Um, so yeah, um, until next time, this has been Maximilian X. And Sean Templer. And we're signing off and have a good one.